Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your host, Jake, and alongside me is my co-host, Luke. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. All right, we got some news for you, and we're going to talk about what we're reading and or watching, most likely watching. Most likely watching. And then we're going to talk about the real good movie of the week. Which? Is another doozy. It's another doozy. <laughs> oh, right. I can't wait to I really can't wait to talk about this one, honestly. I almost, oh, I almost just started doing it. Okay, so our first piece of news is that we got a new Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No Way Home trailer. Did you watch it? I did watch it, like, twice. Like, twice? Like, twice. Well, I watched it three times. Wow. Um, in, in this trailer, we get a good look at Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, Green Goblin, and the Lizard. But you know who we don't see? The Toby McGuire or Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. Well, they gotta save something. I know. I'm sure Sony wanted to wanted to reveal Toby and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. In this fucking. I'm sure. Trailer. And I'll bring up a point later on because I'm sure you're gonna be going through the trailer. Please don't. But... There, there's, there's some, there's some hints in there. No, oh, is there? There is. Okay, so the trailer starts off with Doctor Strange talking to Peter about the spell that they tried doing to make everyone forget that he's Spider-Man, and Strange mentioning that Peter fucked it up. Yeah, and that's why we get all these villains coming in from different universes. Which I just say, Doctor Strange, I don't know, be better. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> Be foolproof. Yeah, don't let some high schooler fuck up your spells. Spells that you've probably been working on for, I don't know, how old is he? Hundreds of years old? Um, There's a theory that he's thousands of years old because in the Doctor Strange movie, he's in like this infinite loop of tricking Dormammu, which is the big bad of Doctor Strange. Okay. So. So, I mean, if he's been doing this for thousands of years... Maybe be better at it. I don't know. Maybe you be better at it. Stop being so judgmental. I am. I am Dr. Strange. Uh, Strange says that they've been getting visitors from every universe. Uh, so does that mean that villains are from, like the villains that we see are from more universes than the Maguire and Garfield universes? Because the villains oh, that we I see... Oh, thought of that. The villains that we see, uh, there's three from... Yeah, there's three from the Raimi verse mm-hmm. and two from uh, the Garfield verse. But, uh, like, why? Why would he say every universe if it if it's only two universes? Yeah, that means there'd be like a infinite Spider-Man's and an infinite villains. You believe in like the infinite multiverse yeah. theory? Which I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I mean, they could introduce like because obviously they've. All these villains are ones that they've defeated before, and so maybe they won't even like show the quote unquote main villain, which may be from a different universe. Yeah, but they might be able to like defeat the ones we already know somewhat quickly because they've already done it before that they would know how. I guess 
Maybe. I don't I don't know. I'm just just spitballing here. Um there's a theory because in the trailer it shows uh Doc Ock looking at his arms mm-hmm. and like they're they're red. Uh there's a theory that uh Doc Ock comes to the universe evil, but the Star Tech and Peter's suit takes over his inhibitor chick chip and fixes it. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Because when he's evil it's red and when he's good it's blue right so uh, they people are thinking that like doc ock comes to the comes to our universe evil fighting spider-man and then helps him out because later in the trailer there's a scene of doc ock getting shot out of the the construction site on top of the statue of liberty that mm-hmm. they're fighting at and it's electro's electricity blasting him out oh okay yeah yeah i wish i i don't know i guess i didn't pay attention that hard to it i should have amateur um strange tells peter all of the villains have died fighting spider-man and that is their fate to do so but sandman survived in spider-man 3 so more evidence that He's not from the Raimi-verse. Right. He's from a more ultimate universe. And if that's the case, like, if it's always their fate to die, then it shouldn't be hard to kill them. Like, basically, like, you, Peter Parker could just go on living his life, and then all of a sudden, like, the villain would be behind him, and a fucking piano falls on the villain, because he's bound to die. Like, he has to die. Well, they died fighting Spider-Man. I, so I know, but they like, have to die fighting Spider-Man. But so, what I'm saying is, like, could Peter Parker be defeated in that instant? Would that test fate, or is it the villain's always going to die no matter what? I think they're supposed to die no matter what. All right, but uh, seems like Peter's going to try to save them. Right, and. Uh, he might succeed in at least saving some of them. Probably Doc Ock, unless Doc Ock, like, sacrifices himself. Right. Do we know how many Spider-Mans Tom Holland is supposed to play? That also could tie into, like, how this movie plays out. Like, if he's not contractually obligated to play more Spider-Mans, are they going to end it? Or, like, does he have three more movies? I don't, I've, I've never heard there any news about that. There's articles recently coming out that... Tom Holland is, is he's eyeing his exit, right? Saying that if he's playing Spider-Man past thirty, then he's done something wrong. Hey, how old is he? Uh, early to mid twenties. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I get why they chose him to play Peter Parker because I'm yeah. like, oh, he's a teenager. Yeah, and he definitely looks like a teenager for sure. And they want him to play Spider-Man for as long as possible. That makes sense. But in the comics, most stories have Spider-Man. In his 30s. So. Yeah, so, I mean, you could just be a grown-ass Spider-Man. That's yeah. fine. So there's rumors that they could be introducing the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Okay. Somewhere down the line. So Tom Holland doesn't have to continue being... Played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the trailer. Electro has a way better look in this movie. Yeah, he definitely does. He doesn't have the weird blue-looking skin and the battery meter on his... On his yeah. head. When Sony alone was doing it, they're just like, 
I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. but we'll figure it out. They're like, people love the classic versions. Let's change everything. Let's change everything. They're like, yeah, we'll just uh, build the plane as we're flying it. Yeah. Uh, Electro, when he uses his electricity, it forms the classic Electro mask on his face. Yeah. Which is just like three lightning bolts. Yeah, I guess I didn't even realize that. Uh, yeah, in the trailer, there's a different looking shot of Goblin when he's like in front of the moon flying down mm-hmm. and he doesn't have his, his helmet on. Yeah. I wasn't sure like who that is because I couldn't really get a good, get a good look if it was uh, Defoe's Goblin or because it kind of looked like fucking James Franco's. Oh, I guess I, I just, three, but I guess I just assumed it was Willem Dafoe's. Yeah, I guess I never really like paid attention. It might be he might be getting an upgrade or something, but it just looked, because of the voice that they they had in the trailer. Yeah, it was definitely Dafoe's, but it might be like both of them come back. Yeah, but I doubt they'll bring James Franco back since he since he was canceled. Yeah, for being a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it, when Seth Rogen disowns you, yeah, yeah, there's construction happening. Where they're adding Captain America's shield to the Statue of Liberty. See, I need to pay attention more. You now I'm going to go rewatch attention. the trailer. We got an eagle eye, sir. And Peter fights the villains on top of the scaffold uh, and the scaffolding that mm-hmm. where the construction is happening. And MJ falls off the scaffolding. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mimicking the Gwen Stacy scene in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Uh, Ned tries to catch her, but doesn't. Uh, Spider-Man goes after her. It looks like MCU Spider-Man, but people are thinking that it's edited to look like him. But might might be Garfield Spider-Man trying to redeem himself. Oh, good theory. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. That could be Tom Holland Spider-Man going after her. Yeah. And... yeah, I don't know how you would really determine that from that shot, other than be like... Oh, that would be cool. Maybe it's this, but like it doesn't really sh- prove it. Like you can't go. Oh yeah, I see. There's just one cufflink or whatever that proves that there's nothing there. Yeah. One of the final shots of the trailer is all the all the villains leaping towards Spider-Man on top of the yeah. construction site. And see, this is where there's sort of a hint or just really bad. CGI of the lizard. Yeah, it's like he's getting punched in the face midair, yeah. but nothing p- p- yeah. punches him. So they're like, that's where their people are thinking, like, oh, they are bringing obviously Tobey Maguire and his and Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Or back. it could be Doc Ock. Or hit, yeah, hitting him with his, but they didn't want to reveal arms. that much in the trailer, so they just I don't CGI them out of it. Yeah, and if you look where uh, all the all the villains are looking, like Electro is like looking forward and he's above tom holland so he's like looking forward right at a, at a different object or character oh i guess I, yeah i didn't see that but i did go back like i saw the the theory about the lizard getting punched in the face i went back and watched it i'm like oh shit that does happen yeah but i guess i never watched that part and it was only in the brazilian cut of the trailer oh is it yeah okay and green goblin's weirdly missing from the yeah from the fight so who knows where he is maybe he's not in in the movie yet right i i i just hope they don't make it too confusing that's that's my only because you're old and easily confused yep anything else to say about it i mean i'm gonna watch it yeah it looks good it looks really good looks good i i really hope like i know there's was there ever 
confirmed reports that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Nope. Or has it always just been rumors? Tobey Maguire hasn't said anything, but every time, because Andrew Garfield has a new musical out Mm -hmm. on Netflix or something, Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't care about musicals, so I'm not going to watch it. Right. (laughs) Um, He keeps denying it. Okay. I'm sure he's contractually obligated to deny it, so... Like an NDA. And there there was a leaked picture of Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield on the on the scaffolding, which Andrew Garfield was like, Yeah, that's a Photoshop, but yeah. I'm sure he's fucking lying. Right. Like, or he's not, all a bunch of these fans are gonna be super disappointed. Yeah, when you're playing a character from a company that has more money than God and they're paying you that outrageously, like you're gonna shut your mouth about any kind yeah. of spoilers, except yeah. for if you're Tom Holland, apparently, because he's or, he's uh, shit leaked before. Or Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Actually, uh, before we move on, speaking of Mark Ruffalo, before he ever played the Hulk, obviously there was uh, those two separate movies with Eric Bana and Edward Norton. Yeah. Before it was even Edward Norton, you know who was slated to play the Hulk? John Krasinski. Didn't nail it. David Duchovny. Weird. Fun fact. I read that today. Uh, well, a bunch of boomer ladies would would have loved that. Yeah. Was was he in like Californication? X Files. Well, yeah, obviously X Files. But I was trying not to go with the obvious. Um, Zoolander. The first one? Or the yeah. Maybe the second one. I haven't seen the second one. I haven't. I started watching the second one. I'm like, this is kind of terrible. So I just stopped <laughs> watching it. Yeah, I, kn- I knew it was going to be terrible, so I just never watched it. Now we continue the story. Uh, so moving on from that, I wish I had a better segue, but I don't. I was trying to think of one as we were talking about it, but there's no way to segue from that to this. Uh, Steve-O, as you may God. know, Stephen Glover. Famously related to Donald Glover, Charles Gambino. And the guy from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover, that's it. Um, so you, as you know, he used to have all these issues with drugs. When he was like in his peak drugginess, he made a rap album. Have you ever heard? Oh no, no. Have, have you ever heard that rap no. album? No, it's terrible. Oh, I can. Af- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not surprised. Well, good news for you is he's thinking about making another one. I'm gonna stay as far away as possible <laughs> from that. Uh, That's, so it's I, pro- it's probably on par with uh, Hulk Hogan's. No, uh, D.D. Ramone. His oh, his rap album, funky. no, I don't. It it's just in talks, but uh, he wants to get a bunch of guests that he's had on his podcast. Like he's had a lot of old school rappers on his podcast to like do features on it. He's also had uh, one of the chicks from Full House on there. <laughs> I don't listen to every single one of his podcasts. Only ones that interest me. But I, I had no idea. Uh, but he was quoted to say, we've had so many artists on the podcast and we just floated it out there. If I made a comedy gangster rap album, would you down to be featured on it? He's, then he goes on to say, I mean, maybe the people are just being nice because they're on my podcast and don't want to say uh, that there. But it, they don't want to say that there. Weird punctuate. But it really feels like I can put together a very star-studded pro- project. Literally, wish I, wish I could speak better. 
But uh, I mean, because on his podcast, he said like RZA and Too Short, the DOC, and uh, oh wait, Flava Flav, which oh he's no, not a rapper, but he could. He's a hype man. Yeah, he could do something. Um, yeah, I. So his old album was called Snitchin' Is Bitchin'. <laughs> That's tough. And I don't think he's like trying to revive that because he says. I think I'm going to leave snitching is bitching in the past, but maybe snitching is bitching. So I should redo it or something. I don't know. He's, he's probably going to try hard, but who knows if it even actually is going to happen, but I'm I feel play like it off as a comedy album. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen to be honest. Yeah. I, I heard some of it. Like he did it live a song live on when Jackass took over MTV you ever watched that? There was no, like a 24 hour jackass t- takeover on MTV. No, can't, can't remember years that. ago. I remember Danger Aaron nared all his hair off. Nice. It was it was weird. I but, bet that felt great. But actually, like Steve O got kicked off the set because he was so like high and out of control. Yeah. But yeah, he he did some of it there, and it was bad. Okay, so. House of Gucci came out. Have you seen the trailer for that? I we, I saw the trailer when we went and watched uh, Free Guy. Free Guy. I, I, that's the only trailer I watched was the preview that came on before then. And I was like, eh, not going to see that. Yeah, it's just about the Gucci family coming to become famous with their fashion brand. It just seems like a lot of rich people drama. And yeah. I was like, I, I can't relate to that at yeah, all. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh well, some reviews came out about it, and is it, and it terrible is like we thought it was going to be? Currently sitting at sixty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of this recording. Not terrible, not great. Critics terrible. have noted the movie having such thing as inconsistent tone and cardboard thin characters. Well, and then, I, and then some other reviewers said some positive things about it, but that doesn't pay the bills. If if the characters are cardboard thin, that means the actors are doing their job real well because I imagine the real people are cardboard thin. So yeah. maybe they're being too harsh. Yeah. Uh, do you ever plan on checking it out? Nope. Me To be completely honest with you. I'm sure Eli and Justin will check it out and they'll be like, oh my God, it's the best movie ever. <laughs> maybe. I, I just don't care. There's been a bunch of movies like that about rich family drama. Yeah. And the only one that was actually good was it called ready or not or something like that it was basically like this rich family that needed to kill oh, their sons uh yeah like they're playing hide and seek yeah. whatever and if they don't fucking do it by dawn spoiler they, alert their fucking heads get blown yeah, off that was a great movie yeah but that was the only rich family drama i ever cared about i think that was samara weaving hugo weaving's niece sure yeah she's great I trust you on that. I don't. She was in names. Nine Perfect Strangers recently on Hulu. Oh, really? Was a good I heard, movie, I heard that was series. actually really good. So yeah. I need to check that out. Yeah. So from Gucci to not Gucci. I don't know. If you guys checked out our episode last week, you'd know that we love Bruce Campbell. So turns out during an interview that Bruce Campbell let it slip that he's currently writing a comic book. Or a major comic... It just says major comic book company, so I don't know... There's only like 
a handful of them. It, it, who knows? It could be like one uh, of those last podcasts. They came out with a comic yeah. book, and that's uh, was was published by DC. So right, it so could maybe be DC could be, but also it could be like one of those things where you make it sound more spectacular than it is. Where it's like not like low grade, but not like a top one. But you just go, yeah, it's a major comic book company. Just make it sound more impressive. Yeah, but we'll see. But uh. This is what he said. He said, I'm writing a comic book for a major comic book company right now. Uh, and it's six issues that you got to plot out. And I cannot just sit there with a pen in my mouth looking at a blank page. I want to figure out it scene by scene, you know, where the story's going. So we know Bruce Campbell. Sounds like he's writing a comic book. <laughs> right. What? I, this is all speculation because he hasn't given out any plot points or details on it what do you think bruce campbell would write a comic book about um could be a baba ho type comic book uh i doubt it's evil dead yeah i feel like he wouldn't have the right to use i mean unless it's evil dead like and then it's called something different Mm. i'm sure there's i don't know if he owns could be a sequel to mind warp Mind Warp 2. The Mind Warping. <laughs> uh, all I know is, like, if, I mean, if it just does come out and it's published, and because people write things all the time that never get published, so we'll see. But it's Bruce Campbell, so it probably will. Imagine the main character is going to be in a lot of fights where he gets his ass kicked for the first two-thirds of the fight. going to be very Ash williams is. Yep. Uh... He's gonna have those cheesy one-liners, and he's the gonna. The main character is gonna look like a young Bruce Campbell, like a young buff Bruce Campbell, very buff. <laughs> and I imagine he's gonna meet a female character and have sex with her way too quickly. Yeah, or hit on her the whole time, and she's just repulsed by him, like a la Ash versus Evil Dead. That's true. Which. I actually like that more. I like that. I don't know. Try hard and get turned down. Or he's like kind of kind of scuzzy. Yeah, I like that. I I really liked Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Me too. I I was looking up some of the things he's done today, and there's one that I need to watch, and I can't remember what it's called now. Black Friday. No, but another Bruce Campbell movie. It's like a detective movie or some shit. Baba Hotep. There it is. But I want to watch. I'm going to check that one out, and then maybe I'm going to try to check it out before the next podcast, and I'll, I'll report on what I've been watching or reading on that. Keep talking, baby. Maybe you'll tell me something I don't already know. Okay, so it's been reported that Jonah Hill is going to star as Jerry Garcia, the lead singer of The Grateful Dead, in a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, a Scorsese movie. Yeah, that's weird. I is now I I don't know much about the Grateful Dead. Me never, either. never my thing. A bunch of used to be hippie boomers. Yeah, love the Grateful Dead. Was Jerry Garcia life like that interesting? Uh, I know that they have a huge following still. Right, and people would follow Deadheads. them like all over the U.S. Yeah, and do acid and yeah, love their shows. I just I guess I never heard any, you know, any stories of. Gary Garcia, where it's like, oh yeah, he came from whatever. I I just don't know. 
Uh, I'm actually yeah. really interested in this, though. I think this is like the only news piece about the Grateful Dead that I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> yeah, right? Like I, I've seen the Grateful Dead logo on everything you can imagine. Yeah. But yeah. other than that... And every shirt and poster and every head shop. Toilet paper. Yeah. It's been on everything. Incense. Outsense. I don't know what those are, but I'm sure that Grateful Dead has those, too. Uh, produced by Apple TV, so it's going to premiere oh. on Apple TV, and it's also produced by um, Jonah Hill's production company. I didn't know he had a production company. Isn't it? Is it the same one? Yeah, because he made a uh, mid '90s with his production company. Oh, terrible movie! I liked it. <laughs> we can agree to disagree on that one. Uh, we can agree that we both agree that it's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, from. I guess your movie being in the works to a, another movie that just got picked up recently. I guess it all started with a tweet by Dave Batista, who I love him. Yeah, he just straight up said that he wanted to do a buddy cop movie with Jason Momoa. And I guess MGM recently picked up that movie. Who it, distributed uh, distributed Dune? I have no idea. Maybe it was, maybe it's MGM or something because they both starred in Dune. Maybe. So. I I yeah, I guess I I don't know. But what I do know is that it's happening and Batista tweeted out 2 months 11 days wait time acceptable exclamation point. We came, we hugged, we conquered. Proud AF. Doesn't even write it. He just writes AF. On this account follow Batista on, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, his tweets are awesome. Uh, Batista, oh yeah, he, he put that alongside the uh, image of his original tweet. Continues, we materialize this from nothing more than love, respect, and desire to work together again. Hashtag grinders, hashtag dream chasers, hashtag game changers. Love you, brother. Talking about Jason Momoa. <laughs> he manifested the shit out of this. Big love over big egos. We win. I don't think... I don't think that that it materialized out of nowhere. I think it materialized out of them being both big stars. Yeah, and like I all right, I, so I could I'm going to take this time to tell you exactly how this movie's going to go. Have it I don't know anything about this movie. It doesn't even have a title yet. They're going to fuck. Yeah. But it's a buddy cop movie, right? And they're not cops, they're detectives, of course. One of them is going to have a two-syllable name, and one of them is going to have a one-syllable name. It's going to be freaking Tucker and Cats, because that's how it goes. So this will take place in Hawaii. Know this. So they're they're detectives in Hawaii. With these two detectives, there'll probably be one cop who's played by a lower-list actor, but someone we recognize. That's going to happen. At some point, through their detective work, one of them is going to get shot blew up but not die but be in the hospital one of the main ones or the what, what, one of the main ones either jason momoa or dave batista but stay with me this is gonna happen you're losing me while either batista or momoa is in the hospital the other one is gonna figure out that that low level cop behind them was actually a traitor oh. working for someone else to bring whatever drugs or whatever into Kauai. before for all we know Did you say karate Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, whoever's not in the hospital is going to be like, 
oh, I'm going to come up with this operation to take him down. And then the other one that was in the hospital is going to finally show back up and go, not without me, you're not. And then there's going to be a, a montage of them suiting up. But none of them is going to wear a bulletproof vest because then you can't see their tattoos and ripping, rippling chest muscles. And then there's going to be car chases and explosions and they're going to take down the cop. The end. That's the movie. And I'm you, still here for it. You forgot the part where while the cop that gets blown up, he's in the hospital. The first cop goes to the sergeant or the whatever, the chief of police. And he's like, this guy is dirty and yeah, no one believes him. Yeah, and, probably that. And, and then there's a point where they go off the rails and they have to turn their guns and badges. Oh, you're right. You're <laughs> right. But I do hope that if that... And I, I want it... When I see this movie, I'm going to compare it to what I say in this episode. Because I, right. I guarantee 90% is going to happen. But what I do hope happens that probably won't is if, say, Jason Momoa is the one that gets blown up or whatever is in the hospital... Dave Batista brings him fish sticks and goes, I heard you like fish. Oh. As like a little thing from, uh, yeah, whatever, Justice uh, League. <laughs> Justice Apple League. Man? Well, yeah, but Justice League <laughs> is like every, in the original one before the Snyder Cut, everyone's like, I heard you play with fish or whatever. Oh, yeah. Arthur Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you talk to fish. I, I just hope that would happen. But yeah, that that's all we know. There's no title. There's no release date. I doubt there's even a script yet. No, definitely not. But I just wrote it, and I'm sure they're going to hear this and go, no, yeah, that's that's about right. Imagine if Batista and Momoa write the script themselves. Oh. He said it. They, he wants it to be like a lethal weapon style buddy cop movie. They just reboot Lethal Weapon. The way, the way Hollywood's going, I'm surprised they Mel Gibson's haven't... already doing that. We talked about that last yeah. week. Dude's racist. <laughs> That's true, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna watch it though. I mean, oh yeah, I'll watch it. Batista and Momoa, like I'll watch that no matter. Did, what. did you watch the Batista movie where he plays a FBI agent or whatever, and uh, this little girl? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it yet. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it was pretty decent. Was it? Yeah, I, I like Batista as an actor. So yeah, me too. He has way more range than. John Cena and oh yeah, what other ones? Uh, I think that's it because Dwayne Johnson's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like anybody that's been in WWE films, like they always just use wrestlers, and those movies are terrible. So yeah, it's more range than that at least. Yeah, and uh, in the uh, what was it, the Hulu commercial where he's like the old man on in the canoe. He's talking about being able to stream anywhere. Maybe it was like direct TV or something. See that? Who, wait, who? Batista. Batista? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think I have. There's a commercial where he's, he's talking about being able to stream anywhere. And he's like, just like the shittiest, like white hair and white, like beard. Like you could tell it's obviously fake. And he's just like, I like simple things. And he's just like in a canoe. But even that, I'm like, that's funny. That's great. You're great, Batista. <laughs> Thank you, corporate overlord. Yeah. You, you made me happy. <laughs> okay, and on to our next, our second segment is... What we're reading and or watching. What are you reading and or watching, Lucas? I still haven't read anything yet. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, but I did... told you I was going to watch more Studio Ghibli. 
And I, you didn't? I did. I watched Princess. I'm so bad with the name. Mononoke. Mononoke. There it is. I always find to say Mononoke for some reason, but I know that's not right. Princess Monotony. And yeah, it was good. It's a Studio Ghibli film, so rarely are those bad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, I'm gonna, I gotta remind myself which one this is. With the pig that flies the plane? Yeah, Porco Rosso or whatever. Porco Rosso. That sounds like something you get at a Mexican. Sounds delicious. Princess. Not races. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. She has two wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and like the uh, there's like the uh, town that they uh, mine iron. Yeah, and it's just run by whores basically because they're just women taken out of a brothel. Sex workers. What? Sex workers. Fine. But this was also way back when when whores was acceptable. So I'm just it's a period piece. Yeah, but you weren't from that time, so. You, can't you don't know that. Appropriate your language. Fine. Terminology. Fine. What have you been watching? I have been watching Dope Sick on Hulu. I've been meaning to check that out. Well, you fucking should because it's fucking amazing. Is it? Yeah. It's a series about the opioid epidemic with the introduction of OxyContin from Purdue Pharma and the DEA's pursuit to bring Purdue Pharma to justice. And it is really good. The it gives a face mm-hmm. or faces to the pieces of shits that introduced OxyContin. Them saying that it's this miracle drug that you don't get addicted yeah, to, which is a and it cures pain. The worst lie. Yeah, and let's start out with them like introducing like a ten milligram pill, twenty, forty, all the way up to like a hundred and twenty. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the, it's about like Purdue lying to Congress, saying that they didn't know about the the effects of it when they did. Yeah, I I saw actually recently something about that, and it was uh, I forget what the drug was, but it was basically causing birth defects in all these different countries. But there was this lady in the FDA, and this is probably back in like fifties or something that wasn't going to approve this drug and uh these drug companies i think it was purdue pharma actually like put out this like spent a ton of money on like a slander campaign for this lady that wasn't passing their drug in the united states and then it turns out that like yeah she saved a bunch of lives by not passing the drug in the united states because after like more clinical tests like oh yeah it's it's causing all these birth defects in all these children I forget what the drug was for exactly. But yeah, that some of the shit they do is just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it even talks about they got the special label approved by the FDA because the person that approved it, mm-hmm. they hired immediately, Purdue Pharma did, to work for them. Oh, really? a high-ranking position. So I heard And that's... everyone that... It, well, it stars Michael Keaton, Peter Sarsgaard, Rosario Dawson, and uh, Will Poulter. Okay. Um, and a bunch of lesser-known actors, but everyone in, in the show fucking portrays their their characters so well. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like to the check people that, that out. portrayed like the um 
I forget what the what the family is called that run Purdue Pharma, mm-hmm. but they play pieces of shit fucking amazingly. And the show at a lot of the times is heartbreaking mm-hmm. because you see like these characters that get uh, get addicted to OxyContin, right? Because they're told that it's this miracle drug. Yeah, like they're like, oh, I got a headache, and they're like, hey, or OxyContin, it'll get yeah. rid of your headaches, and then. All of a sudden, you get a headache when you don't have it, and then you're addicted. Yeah, and it shows how Purdue Pharma not only took advantage of introducing OxyContin into like these small regions mm-hmm. throughout the United States, right. like small mining communities, and, and like in the Appalachian areas and shit like that. Um, evil. That's evil to do. Like, yeah, and they duped. Like, they're salespeople, too. Really? Yeah. So they fucking push it super hard with them thinking, too. Right. That it's a miracle drug. Yeah, because they're not addicted to it because they don't have to take it. But, like, they're told, like, oh, this will do this and this. So they're pushing it. Yeah, and the salespeople are making a shit ton of money. So. Yeah. Like, no, I, that that's one of those things where it's, like. You have to have no conscience to do. Yeah, and they fucking don't. Yeah, no, because, like, you're making all this money, but you're also, like, I guess if you don't know, it's different. Because, like, if you don't know you're selling something that's harming people and you're just selling it, like, you don't think you're doing anything wrong. But, like, I feel like nowadays, like, there's all this research that you can do. So, like, if I was selling medications like i don't know if i could just sell it blindly i'd be like i need to know what this medication does and know what i'm selling yeah and this was before because th- this was in the early 2000s right before where everything was on the internet yeah yeah and, well it jumps from like the late 90s to the early to mid 2000s um and it, it jumps back and forth but even if you're paying like half attention, you can still follow. Oh, that's good. I hate I hate when things just jump and you have no idea. Yeah, there was yeah there is something I can't. I wish I could remember what it was like because I was only half paying attention to it. There was something on my TV the other day that it was a flashback, but you had no idea it was a flashback. It was like it was almost as if, if it was like part of the main story that you're seeing. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. And it took me a while to figure that out. So I like when they like, it just makes sense. And they like, yeah, make it painfully obvious that this is jumping back and forth. Well, it's not painfully obvious, but it ties together. Right. So like seamlessly mm-hmm. that even if you don't know that it jumped from like 2005 back to like 99. Right. You'll you'll still be able to follow along right. pretty fucking easily. What platform is this on? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. All right. Definitely gonna add that to my watch list. Yeah, it's like you come to like enjoy these characters, and then some of them uh, get addicted to OxyContin, right? Because they get into an accident or something, and that's yeah, it's it's pretty fucking good. The first season just finished like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So if you want to binge it, then now's the time to do it. Oh, speaking of seasons, we talked about Henry Cavill and The Witcher, I believe, on the last episode. Yeah, I think so. And The Witcher 2, I think, is, I read it right, is set to release on Netflix in December. Really? Yeah. So 
So it had already been in production because it got pretty much picked up immediately. Yeah. And then uh, it obviously had to shut down for COVID, but obviously that was a while ago. So I think they are done filming and it's set to release. I th- I think it said December 7th. Don't don't quote me, but it's it definitely said December, so I'm that will be forever what I'm watching until that season is done. Yeah. Cavill said that he'd be down to do like seven more seasons. Oh yeah. Like five or seven more seasons or something like that. Which is Which I, yeah, yeah, I'll I'm watch down. all of them. <laughs> I I don't even care if that show jumps the shark, I'll watch it. I one thing I thought was pretty cool just before we move on about Henry Cavill is like apparently this article I read was like highlighting what all the the cast did during COVID and he was just like he would just like paint miniatures and he built a gaming PC and oh yeah yeah there's a famously over COVID he pretty much broke the internet because he posted on his Instagram a video of him building a PC but he put the CPU cooler in upside down because he, he had one that had like a digital display on it. Oh, okay. They could change the whatever you wanted to have on it. He's like, oh shit, it's upside down. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I I really enjoy the fact that he's just a normal guy. Yeah, he almost missed the casting call for Superman because yep. he was busy raiding on WoW. Yeah, I, I heard that on like the Graham Norton show or something like that, yeah. That's all. That's all I wanted to say about Henry Cavill. I could talk about Henry Cavill all day. Me too. He's perfect. But I won't. We got things to get to. Including our next segment, which is just, can I just say? The best. The best. The cream of the crop. The much anticipated, the much loved, real good movie of the week. Did you say what you were watching? Oh yeah, Mononoke. Yep. Alright. And Real good movie of the week. So if you don't know what movie we're doing this week, stop what you're doing, go back, listen to the episode from last week. The whole episode. Whole thing. At least five times. Listen to our review for Mind Warp, because that was a Mind Warp. And Oscar-worthy, some would say. Yes. And then listen to our segment. Then you'll know that we're, we're going to be reviewing Alice Kills. <laughs> Which IMDb says it's from 2011, but Amazon says it's from 2013. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it, it came. I mean, I doubt this was in theaters. Maybe it came. But right. maybe like it was Houston. I don't know. Whatever. Any, I lost my mouse. There it is. Anyways, before we get into this, go watch this movie <laughs> and then follow along, or else you're just gonna be completely lost. Because I was completely lost for a little bit of this movie. I thought it was pretty easy to follow. All right. Well, we'll some would say I have more brain cells, but eh, some some would say those uh, brain cells are Nobel Prize winning worthy. The person's me. <laughs> okay. So the the synopsis it says after accidentally knocking her best friend off a roof. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Alice is haunted by guilt and delves into a brutal nightmare wonderland of sex drugs and violence her mind tearing itself apart along with anyone else who gets in her way which i feel like not to get too ahead of ourselves but right. i feel like no one got in her way not a single person she got went in her out way. of her way to find these people yeah <laughs> uh it's directed by jay lee who directed probably an amazing movie zombie strippers 
Really? Yeah. Can we no. review that one next? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the movie opens with the titular character, Alice, making tea and watching a news broadcast of a war happening. Which, her TV was a projector? Yeah, it was a projector. I thought it was cool. Then I was thinking about it. I'm like, also, if you're going to have a projector, you need, like, wall space to be open. Looked like she had a pretty decent-sized um, projector screen. Oh, was it a projector screen? I thought it was just on the wall. No. Oh, no. okay. Anyways, moving uh, on. She gets in her car to go to work, and White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane is playing on the radio. Oh, Foreshadowing? Coincidence. Really? Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, she... Arrives at work, and while sitting in her cubicle, Alice answers her personal cell phone. Her stereotypically rude boss enters her cubicle, telling her no personal calls at work, and then asking Alice, you think you're so cute, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then her coworker, actual boss, yeah, walks it, by and is like... Which they only, I do. They only like mention by name. Yeah. They never and actually show him. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> someone in the background's like, oh, I do. Yeah. Some background extra. And then it cuts to Alice and her best friend, Carol, driving in Alice's car. They're having fun replacing a word in a movie title with vagina. vagina. Yeah, like um, fun with dick and vagina. Yeah. Which, Stuff like that. Yeah. That's a great movie, too. Then they arrive at a badly lit club of some sort. Carol and a goofy-looking personal trainer start awkwardly hitting on each other. Yeah, which I'll, I'll circle back to my point about this in a little bit because something something didn't seem right there. Uh, the girls come across some guy named Mike. Carol asks where Vince is. Mike says to Alice, "Hello, slut." Yeah, like what? What? And I and I don't think it ever explains why. This Mike dude doesn't like Alice. Never does. Never once. I, I was. I was like, oh, there's gonna be like some kind of backstory between them at some point. No, nope. never happened. Uh, there might be an extended cut somewhere that explains oh, it. Oh, maybe. Which I will not look up. Nope. Uh, so far, this movie is on par with a soap opera. Yeah. But in the club, there's a band playing. That's not half bad. Yeah, the band was actually really yeah, good. I looked. Uh, see in the trivia or whatever to see what band it was because mm-hmm. they sounded familiar but i couldn't find anything yeah. so i checked one source and i was like okay that's about it that's about enough checking the personal trainer comes to the bar and gets offended when alice flinches away at his advancements yep carol finally finds vince and apparently they're together but she finds out that vince has been cheating on her and this was my my thing it's like wasn't carol just flirting with yeah. the personal trainer dude. And then yeah. she's like mad that Vince was cheating on her. Like, yeah. I feel like your relationship wasn't that great to begin with. I don't think anybody in this movie is that great of a person. <laughs> no. By the way, Vince uh, was in Independence Day. He was one of the kids in Independence Day. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, he looks so familiar. My dad used to watch that movie a million times when I was young. It was like his favorite movie. So I like, he looks familiar. And I'm like, where is he from? I looked up his IMDb. I'm like, that's it, Independence Day. Yeah, I just looked up the credits of the director and the chick that plays Alice. Not much. No. Not much to their names. No, that, I forget the dude's name, but the guy that plays Vince, 
uh, was one of like Randy Quaid's kids in Independence Day. Oh, damn! No one, I wonder why his career didn't take off. <laughs> right after Carol confronts Vince, she almost gets into a fight with another girl uh, that calls Carol a crazy ex girlfriend. And Carol's like, "What does that mean?" And the chick was like, "Keep up." I don't. Bad dialogue. Yeah, quite. <laughs> Alice and Carol leave. They arrive back at Alice's apartment drunk. Carol says that she wants to get back at Vince by cheating on him with Alice. I, I feel like this this whole movie was kind of like four horny dudes. Yeah, definitely. Because like probably by a horny dude. I mean, they, yeah, he has another movie called Zombie Strippers. That's true. So. But like this, it was just kind of like I mean, I don't want to say oversexual. But it was just unnecessarily sexual. Yeah. And gross sexual. Yeah. While Alice and Carol are laying on Alice's bed, Alice starts hyperventilating. She runs to the toilet and appears to puke up blood, but she says it's just red velvet cake. That did not look like cake. Like, no. That was definitely, like, blood-like. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I, I get... See, there's a, there's things in this movie that I get what they were trying to do, and then this was kind of poorly executed, and this was one of them where they're like, they want you to believe it's blood, and of course, it it looks like blood, but then they say it's red velvet cake, and I'm like, well, I can't believe that after seeing what that vomit looked like. Well, Carol was like, she mentioned a few times before that she really wanted to go to this place and get red velvet cake, right. so... I don't. I don't know what that obsession was about. I thought it was like code word for drugs, but apparently it was, it was just actually cake. It was yeah, just, it was just cake. cake. Carol says that Alice has been MIA for a year, and Alice replies that she's been in a hole. Carol jokingly says, "A rabbit hole." Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently, they they had some kind of falling out because Carol called Alice a single white vagina. I don't know. They never explained what their falling out was, but she did say, like, you called me a single white vagina. I was like, that's it? That's all it took for you to not talk for a year? Alice and Carol go to another club to score some drugs from a creepy-looking guy. Alice gets weirded out when he tries to call her over. Yeah, and then I made note that Carol seems to be obsessed with red things, as she repeatedly wanted wanted to get red velvet cake and loves Alice's red apartment building because... It's, oh yeah, the, the bricks are red. <laughs> I guess uh, I I do I will admit that they played like being on ecstasy very well. Yeah, they weren't like oh my god, like yeah, rubbing themselves god, and everything's great. You. But like they they did play how people actually are on ecstasy very well in that scene. Then they both of the girls go up to the, the roof of Alice's apartment building. Then Carol climbs up on the ledge to dance around. Alice sneaks up behind Carol to scare her, but trips. Thinking that nothing happened, Alice gets up, calling for Carol. Alice then hears commotion of people on the street saying things like, OMG, and... Holy shit! I heard that call a lot. an ambulance, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like they reuse the same audio clips over and over. It's like, or they just had a bunch of extras. They're like, what do we say? Say, like, I don't know, OMG... Holy shit! And call an ambulance. Yes. And then there was thirty. There was thirty extras, and that was their only lines. They're like, "I guess we'll make this work." Alice runs away to her apartment, and instead of explaining to the police that her friend was dancing on a ledge and fell off, 
Yeah, so when she falls, it's implied that she pushed Hera. Yeah. yeah. But, like, when she falls, her hands are in front of her. So, like, I don't know how she would actually have would have pushed Carol. You could have just been, like, she was wearing heels on the ledge of a building. She was barefoot. Okay. I thought she was wearing heels when she crawled up there. Pretty sure she was barefoot. All right, I'll take your word for it. But still, you could also say, look, we had wine and we took ecstasy. You can say that to yeah. police. That's yeah. fine. And they'll be like, oh, so she fell. She's not. Oh, we'll go on. But like, she fell. You don't have to like yeah, run just away. Tell the truth. Yeah. You don't have to grab her stuff and run away and hide. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I noted that because she's on ecstasy, I guess it makes movie sense. Yeah, right. Or she's like, oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to jail because I'm on drugs. But like, you, you don't go to jail for being on drugs. You can go to jail for having them. You can go to jail for doing them in front of a cop. Yeah, but like, if you're just in your apartment and you, or on top of the apartment or whatever, and you go, we were on drugs, you're not going to jail. Yeah, you're not selling them. You're not trying to give them to children. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, after Alice goes to her apartment, she lays down. And looks over, sees a chair, and sees uh, Carol sitting in the chair. Yeah. And when she turns the lights on, she's gone, turns them off, she's back. Classic movie stuff. Yep. Then a cop is canvassing Alice's apartment and asks her if she knows anything about the girl that jumped off the roof. Alice then proceeds to lie to the cop and says that Carol went up to the roof by herself because she found out Vince was cheating on her. Even here, I'm like... Okay, so you're not on drugs now, but you could be like, yes, we were on the roof and she fell and I we were on drugs, so I freaked out. And you're still not going to really get in trouble for it. Yeah. Like, the cops are going to call you irresponsible. And yeah. Shit. But, like, you could just tell the truth and then this movie's over. But <laughs> she proceeds to lie. Could have saved us a bunch of time. Yeah. Uh, the cop proceeds to grill Alice and says that Carol actually isn't dead, dun, 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 but is pretty busted up. Alice replies that she suddenly isn't feeling well and needs to lie down, which if a, a, a cop has seen any fucking murder yeah. movie, he'd be like, that's sketchy. That's sus. And even if you're a half decent cop, then you'd be like, noted, yeah, weird. Right. <laughs> weird behavior. Yeah, but, and like... I don't know if you're gonna mention it, but it's like he like the cop asked if she had any personal belongings or left anything in the apartment, and she could you you could just say yeah she left in her like even if you're gonna keep up the lie that she left and went to the roof or whatever you could be like yeah she she just left without her purse or whatever, and be like I still have it, and then boom you could identify it and all the you don't have to be like no no she she took it all with her even though yeah. you grabbed it and brought it in your apartment. The whole thing was just like, I was a cop and be like, yeah, I gotta take you downtown for some questioning. Yeah, you're her best friend, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna take you downtown. You're, you're not arrested or anything. Yeah, let's just come ask her some questions. And then be, I, I'm sure you won't be asking the questions once you get there, so you just wash your hands I of it. I won't be. And, well, because I'm not in this movie. Could be. Could be a cop with that mustache. Great mustache. <laughs> uh, after that, it cuts to Alice back at work. Her supervisor says that she needs to redo all the numbers that she was typing up at the beginning of the movie. And that she's going to hang over Alice's shoulder to supervise. Oh. Like, just stand Literally there. Literally stand there. Yeah. 
Alice visits Carol in the hospital. Oh, she, to get her boss to go away, she's like, my friend fell off a oh, roof yeah. last night. And then the boss is like, Ooh. yeah, a little <laughs> like pulling on the, uh, the collar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> I think it was his 100th birthday yesterday or the day before. Happy birthday. Thank you. Then Alice visits Carol in the hospital. She talks to Carol's mom and lies again about Carol going up to the roof alone. Yeah. Then Alice walks over to Carol. Carol's awake, and, but unable to talk because she bit her tongue off in the fall. And like her lips are not, like part of her lips not there and you can see her teeth. And yeah. Yeah. It was real messed up. Uh, yeah. Carol starts crying and howling at Alice's lies. Now, also, again, if you didn't need to lie, but when you went and seen her, even if she was, like, fine, like, she could talk, she was, like, mad at you for pushing her or whatever. I just don't want to get in trouble. Well, it's not even that. Like, if if you don't lie to the cop, say, yes, we're on drugs. But when you go see her and she's, like, mad at you for pushing her, be like, we were drinking and on ecstasy. Yeah, bitch, you fell. You fell. That you could lie about that to make yourself feel better, but the whole lie in the whole beginning, I'm just like, ah, you're going about this the wrong way. Dumb, you dumb. Alice goes to see the creepy drug dealer at the club. Someone things start to get really gross. Yeah, so I they, only one drug dealer. Like, can you just get drugs from anyone? Yeah, it looks like you live in a good sized city. Yeah, they go back to the creepy dealer's creepy apartment to buy some more e. He tells her to strip in front of him and one of his creepy friends to reveal that she isn't wearing a wire, which yep. was very fucking uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, there's, some, yeah, there's some scenes in this movie that's very uncomfortable. The creepy drug dealer says that to start a dealer client relationship to buy drugs, Alice needs to sleep with them. She proceeds to, and of course, the movie has to show it. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they can't just be like, like, it's implied when she gets into her vehicle and cries like that would be implied that she had to do something that was like dramatic to her. They didn't have to show yeah, they didn't it. They didn't have to show it. Just show her crying into the fuck. Oh. Yeah. Alice goes back to her apartment with her drugs and she starts tripping and drawing on herself with lipstick. Yeah. And saying that saying, I love you in the mirror yeah. to herself. See, this is when like, this is the part where I was like, this is hard to follow why she would be doing that. I get it. They want to do like the mental break at, like aspect. Yeah. But like, okay, if you're going to have a mental, you don't have to be on drugs to have the mental break. So the drug part was separate. I don't know. I don't know. But she wakes up the next day on, on, on the floor. While getting ready, Alice sees a dead Carol at her kitchen table. Um, then Alice goes back to work and her supervisor says that a no-show is an automatic write-up. Confused, Alice thinks that she was at work yesterday, but her supervisor and co-worker confirms that Alice was indeed not at work yesterday. So but was she on drugs for that long or passed yeah, out for that long? I don't know. Or like maybe they're still trying to push the mental break aspect where she like had this whole like hallucination where she thought she was at work. For the day and just wasn't? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. But Alice continues her sexual relations with the drug dealer to score more drugs. The drug dealer thinks he's cool by telling Alice a story about how he killed his own brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, because, like, he grabs an urn. Apparently, he's, there's drugs hiding in the urn. Yeah. And, like, it's my brother. I killed him. And then one of the, like, other two drug addicts that are yeah. just hanging out at the apartment's like, he really did. This is real shit. I'm like, how would you actually know? Because he gives me drugs for free, yeah. so I hype him up all the time. Right. And there's there's that dude with a drug dealer and another dude that's always, always passed out. Always passed out. She goes back to her apartment, snorts some white powder, and starts freaking out while hearing voices of the creepy drug dealer and his friends taunting her because they, while she was at his uh, apartment, he pulled out a gun yeah. and was like, this, this is the gun that I shot my brother with and it, takes out all the bullets except and puts one back in and like points it at his head and the friends with him were like, do it, do it, do it. And then he does it and it clicks and he fucking points it at Alice and he starts freaking out. It, because it was a joke. Obviously. Like, yeah. motherfucker, like, I'd be freaking <laughs> out if you pointed a gun at me too. But one quick thing is like, during the story, he said he was like seven years old when he shot his brother or something like that. Yeah. Which implies that he kept that gun for that long because he's, I don't know how old he is in the movie, but I would say mid 40s. Yeah. At the least. Low to mid 40s. So, like, on the low, low scale. So, someone let that seven year old keep that gun that he shot his brother with for safekeeping and then he kept, just kept it for 30 years. I don't I know, man. Spell. Story don't check out. And Alice. After her trip or whatever she was on with that white powder, she goes back. She goes back to the drug dealer's apartment, and but this time she's more comfortable and cocky with the drug dealer by calling him out on his fake nobility. Yeah, because he's fucking has this long-winded fucking conversation about his philosophy and shit. There, so. I, one line that you need to pay attention to is he says, uh, "If you have some vague remnants of value, I will bring that up later." Okay, remind me because I'll forget. I know. Uh, she leaves the dealer's apartment without taking the drugs because you fucking talked for so long. Yeah. She just got fucking sick of it. Uh, Alice visits Carol in the hospital to smother Carol with a pillow. Carol flatlines, but comes back to a few minutes later. Then Alice proceeds to smother her a second time, they're, they're, and this time she flatlines for good. Which, in a hospital, if you flatline... Like, yeah. nurses and doctors are yeah. alerted. Yeah. So, like, you, I was expecting them to, like, come in and, like, she would, you know, whatever, throw the pillow or whatever and, like, get out of there. But they never no, came no in. Came. So, they just, she just was able to do it again. I'm like, that's understaffed. And I'm pretty sure uh, nurses, I'm probably, I'm probably wrong about this, but I think nurses at, like, the nurse station mm-hmm. get, like, an alert if something bad is happening. Yeah. And someone's at someone's bed. So. Yeah, like, if, you know, heart rate goes up above a certain amount or whatever, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure they do. Whatever. But they needed to not have nurses and doctors come in for the sake of the story. Right. And the next day, Alice goes to Carol's funeral. Vince is there. He says some boring things. Yep. And Vince's new girlfriend's there. Yeah. Vince is there with his new girlfriend, the girl that Carol almost gets, gets into a fight with at the club earlier in the movie. That'd be weird to go to, like, your ex-girlfriend funeral with your new girlfriend yeah but story yeah there's only like seven characters in this entire movie so they needed to fit them all in one scene the girl pretends she's sad about carol's passing and guilts alice about carol needing someone to be there for her uh before she quote-unquote yeah, jumped like a friend yeah so catty alice <laughs> goes to the open casket and starts groping carol's corpse yeah i like she like at first i was like okay i get it because is her friend like you 
oh look what they did to you you look so plastic yeah she's like you you don't look real then she starts like groping her breasts yeah and, and then goes down. down her pants she's like oh you feel so real here yeah like i don't i never i guess yeah i i literally don't know why you would do that other than horny director and she lost her mind yeah carol's father says that as far as he's concerned alice is the one that killed his daughter so yep. detective work <laughs> yeah by carol's dad <laughs> good job sherlock then in the middle of the funeral uh alice admits that she pushed carol off the roof and then smothered her with a pillow but no one believes her yeah there's like oh my god you have to leave but i guess that makes sense because everyone's like this broad's crazy yeah she just roped a corpse yeah she just sexually assaulted a corpse after that alice goes back to her apartment strips down and starts masturbating in front of a newscast about like the same war as the beginning yeah, of the movie so on but the, the but the newscast had elementary school level graphics so on the graphics of this of this newscast the like the ticker that ran underneath yeah was that drug dealer guy's speech Oh really? Yeah, because I I was looking oh, at it and I saw uh like vague, whatever remnants of self worth or whatever mm. like scrolling across. I'm like, hey, that's what that guy just said, <laughs> and I I don't know I don't know if it was supposed to like be like probably that's going through her head. Oh or whatever. yeah, fucking probably. Yeah. Oh, there's probably a war going on in her mind. Yeah, like it, some of these things were like very vague, but like you could. I, I did notice that, and I was like, I, did, oh, I didn't even catch that. That's kind of cool that I don't catch like things like that very often. But I was proud. I'm of proud my, of you. I was proud of myself. You deserve a raise. Woo! You're not going to get one. Oh. But Alice takes the personal trainer back to her apartment because she goes to that club, yep. and of course he's still there because apparently he lives there. Yeah, his uh, last name is Curtin. <laughs> no, his name is Kurt. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just talked is... about curtains a lot. So. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, I tell. Uh, I tell girls that it's curtains for you because yeah. you're going to get the rod. You're going to get the curtain rod. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, guys. Does this ever actually work for you? <laughs> Things start to get weirdly aggressive. Alice calls the trainer out for having back acne because he does steroids. <laughs> then Alice proceeds to twist his nipple. So he punches her in the face. Right. <laughs> then Alice gets up immediately like she's... In some comedy movie about a zombie, <laughs> yep. Alice proceeds to bite his lip, and then he punches her in the face again. Yeah. And then she gets up immediately afterwards again. Yep. Uh, they start to have sex again. Vince calls her. Vince calls Alice in the middle of it and asks if he can come over to pick up Carol's purse. Alice has definitely lost her mind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Vince comes over. Alice makes advances on him, but surprisingly, Vince says he just wants to pick up Carol's yeah, purse. I was fully expecting Vince to go for that. Oh, yeah. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And his new girlfriend calls him, and he tells his new girlfriend that he loves her. Yeah. Already. Right. This was, honestly, this is, this part happens probably like an hour into the movie, would you say? Pretty far into the movie before this stuff happens. Yeah. So, like, this group of scenes coming up is probably the best part of the movie. Yep. But it was such a slow burn to get to this point. Yeah, I was that, like, "That's what you said." Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, where was I? Vince. Mm. Alice comes back because she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go grab your purse." And then she comes back and stabs Vince, and his insides fall. See, and that's out. like, <laughs> and he tries to put him back in again. Like, a, a, same thing with like Thirteen Eerie. Like the practical effects during these scenes, like pretty good. It was okay. It was pretty good. Then Alice drags Vince's dead body into the kitchen and hacks his arm off. 
Uh, then she puts the arm in the microwave, then the blender, and she slices off all the meat. And during this, I'm like, is she going to eat I this motherfucker's arm? But then she just puts all the all the meat into the garbage disposal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what she the fuck she was trying to... But when she's, like, cutting it up and getting all, like, the flesh off, like, I'm like, this is gory and pretty good gore. Like, yeah. I was actually, like, kind of wincing at it because I'm like... Ugh. Yeah, like, this, this is pretty realistic. Yeah. Then Alice goes outside and then borrows a hacksaw and a baseball bat from... I don't know if he was, like, the maintenance man or something. I don't know if he was just a guy on the street. Like, Yeah, but... He had this board with a bunch of tools he's, that were useful. He's like, do you need help? Yeah, yeah. She, um, he asks her like what she's doing or what she needs it for. She's like, uh, to get rid of a dead body. And he's like, do you need help? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> do you need help? Then she cuts Vince's head, cuts off Vince's head, and says a famous line: "Off with your head." Oh uh, yeah. Vince's girlfriend whose name is, like, finally revealed to be Renee. Oh, I didn't even realize she had a name. Yeah. She calls Vince's phone. Alice answers and tells Renee to come over because Renee is like, what, what are you doing? And it's my boy's phone. Oh, my God. And, I think- and Alice is like, oh, my God, come over and find out. <laughs> um, Alice and Renee get into an argument, and Alice bashes her face in with a baseball bat. And the teeth. Yeah, it, was it like the same like teeth effect that they did with? I don't know, but you could tell like it, they made it look like a broken jaw real well. Yeah, like yeah, the teeth were just kind of like hanging there. Yeah, I was like, God, like, <laughs> like if it wasn't for these scenes, this movie would have got a much lower score for me in my head because like everything else was just kind of boring. But once it hit here, I'm like, Ooh, I'm into it because like the practical effects are great. I agree. After she kills Renee, Alice goes to her old workplace to kill her ex-supervisor. But her supervisor is like, oh, why won't anyone look at me? Yeah, she's talking about the co-worker boss guy. Yeah. What was his name? Like Eric or some shit? Yeah, Mark. Colton? Mark? Maybe. Something. So- something generic. Then Alice feels pity for her ex-supervisor, so she doesn't beat her head in with a baseball bat. Yeah. Which... I don't know how far she works from her place, but the baseball bat's still covered in blood. Like, and she walks into the office. Nobody else says anything <laughs> that she walks in with a baseball it might bat. Have been after hours, because she was like the only one in the office. Well, also, I mean, budget. There wasn't yeah. a big like you don't see anybody else in the office. But then she goes back to the drug dealer's place, hits him with the baseball bat. Goes to swing at him again, but he ducks and punches her in the face. She falls to the ground. He punches her in the face again. Then gets up and kicks her. And not surprisingly, turns his back on her to start monologuing. Yeah. Then Alice grabs the gun that he shot his brother with to shoot him. Then the drug dealer's friend comes running out of the room, wildly swinging the bat, which reminded me of the ending of uh once upon a time in hollywood I haven't where seen that yet. the chick that gets attacked by the dog hmm? you haven't seen once upon a time in hollywood oh yet. my god it's so good anyways like whatever never mind never mind but one of the chicks that gets attacked by the dog she gets up and starts screaming wildly and people that have seen the movie they have good taste in, mo- in, in movies mm. and they know what i'm talking about thanks but you should fucking watch the movie I... I have plans to do that. I just don't know when. But the friend that 
isn't passed out. He comes running out of, out of out of a room wildly swinging the bat. Then Alice grabs the gun, shoots the fucking baseball bat. Oh yeah, she's like, she's like, "What are the odds?" Yeah, and then shoots him, and his brains go splattering all over the all over the door. And then before she leaves, she shoots the guy that's just passed out. Yeah. Poor guy, but also not poor guy because. Well, also like, I mean, I wish I could sleep like that, dude. He sleeps through yeah. fucking gunshots yeah. and fights. I mean, he was only awake for one scene of this movie. Yeah, when he was like, the other guy was like, "Let's, let's go to the mall." And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he was supposed to be like passed out all the time from heroin or something. They never state. Like he's just like, oh, he's passed out again. And then she leaves. Then it cuts back to Alice arriving back at her apartment. Dragging the the bodies and garbage bags, yep. and she turns around, and there's two cops, and her landlord's standing there, and seemingly not surprised at the sight of them, she asks, "What?" And it cuts to black. Roll credits. Roll credits. I thought it was a meh. It was yeah no movie. This was much better than that's other a, movies we've watched. For that's some very uncomfortable fucking parts. It had to, but also like. It, like I said, it was a slow burn. Like they were trying to go, oh, the mental break, and then she finally kills everybody that caused her to have the mental break, kind of thing. But it just took too long to get there. But yeah. when it got there, it was great, and I wish they would have like done a little bit more of that and less of like the or maybe cut the movie like an hour and a half shorter. Yeah, something. But um, what would you give this movie on a scale of one to ten? Hmm. Just on the effects, three and a half. Really? Yeah. That low? Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a solid five. Like, I, I don't probably won't watch it again, but I didn't necessarily hate it. So it's just, eh. It's yeah. a five for me. Yep. Okay, so before we do the non-existent roulette wheel of terrible horror movies that we got to watch, uh, I have... Some trivia. Oh, do we? By some, I mean one piece of trivia. Okay. That was the only thing on IMDb. Test me. The test? <laughs> it's trivia. It's trivia. Aren't you supposed not, to answer questions? Not a trivia game. Dang it. The titular character is named Alice, and her best friend is named Carol Lewis, which in reverse is Lewis Carroll. Oh, rabbit hole. Yep, who, yep. Wrote the, who wrote the famous novel Alice in Wonderland about a girl going down a rabbit hole, much like how Alice descends into madness due in part to Carol Lewis. All right, 4.5 now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get our mm. next movie. Our next movie. The next movie. I'll watch a movie. All right. Insert drum roll here. <laughs> We got a documentary horror Ooh. from 2006 called Wide Awake. Wait, documentary that sounds, horror? That sounds familiar. I don't Ooh, wait. it's even shorter. Yes. <laughs> Instead of an hour and a half, it's an hour and 19. Perfect. Wide Awake. Ooh, it's on HBO Max. It's got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Perfect. Um, Let's go on IMDb and do it. Awake. 2006. A filmmaker documents his bout with insomnia, rated 6.7 out of 10, with 607 votes. That's not bad. That's a pretty 6. good... 6.7, 607. Oh. Spooky roulette. 
Uh, All right. <laughs> the top review is titled Rather Annoying Documentary. So it's a documentary or I'm just very confused by the horror documentary. Is it like Un, it's unrated? Like found footage type thing. The poster looks terrible. Maybe wait no, it's directed by Alan Berliner and stars William C. Dement. Maybe. No. Maybe no. Wait, because th- it says the cast is William C. Dement as self. So is it a... Oh, God. Are we watching a documentary? Fuck. I think we're watching a documentary. All right, anyways, folks, wish us luck, and <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll tell you how this documentary goes. Ugh. Uh. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at PopCultureBicycle and on Twitter at PopCultureBike. You can follow me on Instagram at Designs and Luke at LukeKeyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at PopCultureBicycle at gmail.com or use the hashtag PopCultureBicycle on Twitter. If you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. 